0: The resurrection in this context, it's not a scientific declaration of a person coming back to life. It's actually a political statement that the present system does not have the last word, that life can conquer even when death seeks to extinguish it. Welcome to the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery, and this is episode 336, and our title is The Social Truth of Resurrection. In the Gospel of John, John eleven twenty-five, 25, we read, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. What's the truth that the Gospels are trying to communicate By including resurrection at the end of the Jesus story, I believe it's the truth or or the hope that life can triumph over death, even when death is inflicted by those who control and, and benefit from a system of injustice and exclusion. The hope of the resurrection is no different from the gospel that Jesus announced throughout his entire life and teachings. Life can triumph over death-dealing. And I want to be very clear here, though. I don't believe that triumph is automatic, that life triumphs over death automatically. We have to choose life and life-giving ways of organizing our society for life to ultimately triumph over systemic death and death-dealing. The elite and their treatment of Jesus— revealed that they were deeply threatened by the kind of egalitarian community that Jesus taught. The Jesus stories teach life values that have the potential to expose our political, economic, and even religious systems that, when they're more aligned with death and death-dealing, than life and justice and compassion inclusion or equity and safety politics economics and religion they can all become veiled forms of violence driven by fear that others will take what we desire rather than being the means through which we create a world where the sun shines and the rain falls on all in distributively just ways religion too can become the means of othering those who are different It can become an elaborate system of sacrifice that creates victims to give us hope or security. Political death dealing becomes justifiable or at least seems inevitable. Economic death dealing becomes the wisest way to govern our resources. And then religious death dealing, based on the fear of uh, of the divine, inspires us to marginalize others to keep our gods happy. But Jesus announced that he was the resurrection and the life. He came calling us to a a new human community, a distributively just community that shares with those who who do not have and practices mercy for another rather than sacrificing another or ways of sacrifice. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago in the podcast Systems of Sacrifice, but such a community community, it would reject the systemic violence of inequity. Those benefiting from inequity always see these types of communities as a threat. Jesus's gospel is not good news to them. It promises to take from them much of what they think defines their value and keeps them secure. Everyone has enough to thrive in Jesus's community, but Pilate Caiaphas, Herod, and the elite sectors of society, uh, these characters represented in the story, they didn't perceive Jesus's gospel as as good or good news. And maybe this is why so much of Jesus's message has been co-opted since uh, uh, to focus on post-mortem heaven rather than challenging and transforming systemic injustice in our present world here and now today. Consider the three characters of of Pilate and Caiaphas and Herod... In the following passages from the the, the Jesus stories, in John 18, 28, it says, they took Jesus from Caiaphas to Pilate's headquarters, and it was early in the morning. In Luke 23, 12, it says, the same day Herod and Pilate became friends with each other. Before this, they had been enemies. And then in Matthew 27, 20, it says, now the chief priests and the elders excited the mob to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus killed. The political claim climate in the United States, it's revealed that the masses or the mob can be used to, they can use their power to stand up to injustice, but they can also, as we're seeing right now in our present situation, they can also be manipulated by people in power to promote death and to oppose life. Jesus does not represent those in the system. instead, he associated with those like John the Baptist, uh, voices in the wilderness, uh, on the margins of society calling for 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 change. The elite characters in the story represent the political, the economic elite in partnership, to conquer the life that many of the oppressed and excluded found in Jesus's teachings. He was a, a he emerged as a prophet of the poor. The resurrection in this context, it's not a scientific declaration of a person coming back to life, it's actually a political statement that the present system does not have the last word, that life can conquer even when death seeks to extinguish it. In the New Testament book of Acts, the good news was not that Jesus had died, but that life had conquered death. In Acts 2, 22-23, let me just hit the highlights there. That's a, that's a large section. But it states, in verse starting in verse 22, it says, "'You that are Israelites, listen to what I have to say. "'Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God "'with deeds of power, wonders, and signs "'that God did through him among you. "'As you yourselves know, this man given to you "'according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God—' you you crucified and killed by the hands of those outside the law, but God raised him up, having freed him from death, because it was impossible for him to be held in its power. This Jesus, God raised up, and and uh, and of that, all of us are witnesses. Therefore, uh, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, in Acts 3, 13 through fifteen. It says the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of our ancestors has glorified his servant, Jesus, whom you handed over and rejected in the presence of Pilate, though he had decided to release him. You rejected the Holy One, the righteous one and asked for a murderer to be given to you. You killed the author of life. But God raised him from the dead, and to this we are witnesses. Also in Acts 4, 10-11, uh, Let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that this man is standing before you in good health by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified whom God raised from the dead. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders. It has become the cornerstone. And Acts 5:30, the God of our ancestors raised up Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as a leader and savior that he might give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witness to these things. And then Acts 10 36 42, you know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace. By Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. The message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John announced how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. We are witnesses to all that he did both in Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and allowed him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one ordained by God as he who reigns over the living and the dead. And then lastly, Acts 13, 23. Of this man's posterity, God has brought to Israel a savior, Jesus, as he promised. My brothers, you descendants of Abraham, Family and others who fear God. To us, the message of this salvation has been sent because the residents of Jerusalem and their leaders did not recognize him or understand the words of the prophets that are read every Sabbath. They fulfilled those words by condemning him, even though they found no cause for a sentence of death. They asked Pilate to have him killed. Then when they had carried out everything that was written about him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a tomb, but God raised him from the dead. And for many days, he appeared to those who came up with him from the from Galilee to Jerusalem. And they are now his witnesses to, to the people. And we bring you the good news that what God promised our ancestors, he has fulfilled for us their children by raising Jesus. The death of Jesus in all of this was the human activity in these passages. It, it was uh, uh, how the system responded uh, to Jesus and his life giving. Uh, uh, the death of Jesus in that context was not the good news. It wasn't the go- the, the, the central point of, of the gospel narrative in the original story, in the original narrative, at least here in the book of Acts. The gospel isn't that Jesus Christ died or that he died for you. It, the gospel narrative... Uh, Even though it's characterized by that in much of Christianity today, the cross was the quintessential travesty of justice in the Jesus story. Jesus and his gospel of life, they became the victims of unjust political, economic, and and religious systems that sacrifice others for their success. And the good news was that this death dealing had been overcome. The resurrection reveals a Jesus who, who lived in solidarity with the innocent victims of those systems. It speaks of a way of organizing human community for life over and against unjust ways of organizing society, even when it faces lethal opposition from those in charge of the present death-dealing system. Jesus's gospel, it didn't triumph because of death. It triumphed in spite of death. Jesus's murder, it interrupted his gospel. It was an attempt to silence it. But Jesus' gospel triumphed in reversing, undoing, and conquering that death. Everything that was accomplished in the death of Jesus is reversed in the resurrection of Jesus and the story of Jesus's resurrection it, 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 it instead it endorses and proclaims that God's just future is possible even in the face of death-dealing systems. It doesn't depend on death for its existence. It shares generously the bread that it receives today with the poor, the widow, and those othered as as foreigner, trusting that no matter what the future brings— that we together can face it. Not alone, but where each person is just living for themselves, but together as a community of love and care, we can face tomorrow because we have each other. Resurrection calls for the end of systems that sacrifice others including sacrifice done in the name of standing up for and defending, quote-unquote, the right thing. Jesus' gospel uh, calls us to embrace the way of mercy over sacrifice and care for those that were previously deemed expendable by our politics and our economics. The, The story of a resurrection in the gospels, it calls us to recognize systems of death in every age, And to obstruct them. The ancient Hebrew hope, remember, a tradition in which Jesus solidly stood, was one where all injustice, oppression, and violence is set right. It was a hope of life conquering death. And life can also conquer death today if we will choose it. Our political, economic, and even religious climate is full of opportunities to stand up to death. And to choose instead life. Uh, Another iteration of our world, I still believe, is possible. And this is what the resurrection speaks to. Uh, the question is, well, will we have the courage to choose life-giving ways of, of ordering our society that can conquer death-dealing structures and death-dealing systems, death-dealing ways of, of that our society is presently organized in? Will we as Jesus followers have the courage to choose the living truth behind the ancient story of resurrection. The the story was not, the good news of that story was not that Jesus had died. The good news was that life had conquered death, that, that even though the system had sought to silence Jesus's life-giving message, uh, in the end, life can triumph over that death. Heart Group application this week We at Renewed Heart Ministries, we're continuing to ask all of our heart groups not to meet together physically at this time. Uh, Again, please stay virtually connected with each other. Uh, Zoom is a great uh, avenue to do this through, a great conduit for that. Um, I'm facilitating a a heart group each Wednesday night via Zoom uh, here from my home. Uh, It's actually being hosted by a church in California, uh, but uh, I'm able to connect with that here in West Virginia via Zoom. And remember, when you do go out, remember to keep that six-foot distance between you and others during this critical time. Take the, the virus seriously. Wear a mask and and, and continue to wash your hands to, to stop the spread of the violent virus, especially as we're moving into uh, the fall. This is also a time, remember, where as a heart group, we can practice the resource sharing and the mutual aid that we speak about so often here and that we find in the gospel stories. Make sure that others in your group have what they need during this time, and work together. And prioritize those that are most vulnerable within your heart group, and come up with new ways of how we can take care of each other while we're physically apart. And then one day when this is all past and we look back on it, uh, how we live now will, will determine the kind of people that we become as a result of this afterwards. Number one this week, share with your group something that spoke to you from this week's eSight or podcast episode. Number two, how does the gospel story of Jesus's resurrection of life conquering death impact your own justice work as a Jesus follower? And then share that with your group. And then lastly, number three, as we ask each week, what can you do This week, big or small, it doesn't matter whether it's little or big, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for all. Discuss that with your group and then pick something from the discussion to put it into practice this upcoming week. Uh, I know in our heart group last Wednesday, uh, a friend of mine said they were just going to uh, uh, figure out how to use the video uh, uh, on their phone so that they could be a witness in, in, in moments of injustice to capture it on their phone and to upload it. Uh, uh, that's something small, but how much has been changed in our society uh, as a result of people simply catching things by video on their phone? So big or small this week, just pick something and begin putting it into practice. Thanks for checking in with us today, right where you are. Keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working towards justice. I love each one of you dearly. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next week.